Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. One of my first memories of money was on the 10th of July, 1967. 10th of July, 1967. I heard a few whispers for amongst the over 50s or maybe over 60s. <laughs> yes, New Zealand changed from pounds, shillings, pence, and pence to dollars and cents. Decimal currency. It was an amazing time, this new thing that was happening in the money world. And I remember my father coming home that night from work, and he had this brown paper bag, little pay, pay slip or pay bag. And uh, it was, and the cash for his pay was inside that. That's how you got paid in those days. And uh, I remember waiting in anticipation of him to opening it up. And he opened it up and he started pulling out these brand new, bright colored, crisp notes. He pulled out a dollar note. You don't even know what a dollar note is these days. He pulled out a $2 note, a $5 note, and even a $10 note. Wow, I was, just, I was so amazed, absolutely amazed. Soon after that, I got my first job. Uh, it was a paper run around our little community. 40, it was just once a week, delivering papers to about 40 houses, something like that. My older brother and sister already had paper runs. So being the youngest, of course, I wanted to get on, on the act and have a paper run. So at the age of three years old, I started, well, okay, a little bit older than that. I started this paper run. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a bit boring and that sort of thing. But what I was looking forward to was that little brown envelope. That's what it's called, envelope. Little brown envelope that had my pay in it. And the day came and I got that, and I opened it up, and I got out a very shiny 20-cent coin. Wow. It was brand new, shining, shining in the light. But not only that, I put my fingers in, and I pulled out another 20-cent coin. But it was two weeks' wages, so it was only. But I had fun. I had fun. Saving up, and I bought some toys, things that I really wanted to buy, and it was just so much fun. Well, from an early age, we've, we, we all encounter money, and it soon becomes very clear that we need to learn how to handle money wisely. The good news is, the great news is, the Bible's packed with wisdom about how to handle money. Jesus told stories about it, he used it in illustrations, and he spoke directly about it. The 12 disciples of Jesus became the leaders of the early church, and they advised the early Christians on money and, and how uh, the attitude, what the attitude should be towards it. Now, get this. In the hands of wise people, money can be such a blessing. Money's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. In the hands of wise people, money can be, can be such a blessing. But in, in the hands of unwise people, people or making unwise decisions, it can lead to heartache and despair. 
Okay, last time, as we've just heard from Pastor Zion, we, uh, we heard that God owns everything. And our job and our privilege is to look after it, what He has entrusted to us. I encourage you to check that message out. It was outstanding. Now, everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. Our money, our possessions, investments, car, house, caravan, boat, business, clothes, phone, computer, furniture, bikes, everything. The, the seats you're sitting on, the carpet on the floor, this building, and even the land underneath this building. It all belongs to God. And the cool thing is, we get to use it. We get to be in this building. We get to use what God has entrusted to us to meet our needs, to meet the needs of our families, to meet the needs of the poor, and also to advance the mission. I wonder if you thought about that. God's entrusted money and positions to us to advance the mission. The mission? of helping people, you know it off by heart, I know you do, helping people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus, to spread the good news of Jesus, to make disciples of Jesus, so that, why? So that heaven is full of people who love Jesus with all their hearts. Heaven is going to be packed full with millions upon millions of people who love Jesus with all their hearts. I'm looking forward to that. And let's take as many people there as we can. Let's spread the news, the good news. We get one life to make a difference. This is our chance to impact the world, our chance to live God's way in a very confused world. Now, in light of eternity, our lives are so short. When I was 25, I started my first real job. I had casual jobs before that. And I remember thinking a few months into the job, just thinking, some people work for 40 years, you know, without a break. 40 years. I couldn't at 25 years of age, I couldn't imagine what 40 years was like. And I couldn't imagine working day after day, uh, week after week, month after month, year after year for 40 years. It just seemed like... Wow, without a break, is that possible? <laughs> I just couldn't see that. It just seemed such a long time. But now, as some of you older people know, now, looking back, it doesn't seem so long. That time frame, wow, where's it gone? And... It really isn't. In, in light of, of eternity, in life, you just think about it, a thousand years, 10,000 years, a million years. Well, in light of eternity, our life here on earth is but a drop in the bucket. It's such a small part of our whole eternity. And yet, the decisions we make here on earth not only impact our lives now, but they impact our lives for eternity. So how God set it up. This is the training ground. This is the decision-making time. So we should make wise decisions, and we should make wise decisions about money. Now, in your life groups, I encourage you to get along this week if you haven't already. Uh, we're going to be delving, or you'll be delving a bit more into 
the details of some of these things that we're talking about today. We haven't got time to go into everything. And there's workbooks also available for purchase at the info desk if you want to have your own copy and uh, really uh, get into this. So today we're going to be looking at making wise choices. Work, God has set up, work is, is how we earn money. God has set that up. And uh, so what we, we have to look at, what do we do with it? And uh, what we do with it requires wisdom. So first thing, number one, we need to get wise advice. Get wise advice. Where can we go to get that wise advice? Well, the Bible, of course. Let's go to the Bible. We can get great advice from the Bible. Uh, I encourage you uh, to search it out. Look, the Bible's no good sitting on your shelf or, or on the table next to your bed. We've got to open it up. We've got to read uh, what it says in there. We can't guess. I'm sorry, but you can't guess what's in the Bible. It's best to actually read it for yourself. And don't rely on me and don't rely on other preachers about it. You search it out for yourself and then you'll know. Because we can't cover everything and there's so much in there. So search it out yourself. Uh, Proverbs, the Gospels, about stories about Jesus, what Jesus said, the New Testament. Delve into it. Read it. Read and read and read. And you'll just find that your thinking begins to change. Okay, and uh, secondly, number two, um, getting, getting some uh, wise advice, godly people. Your parents, great source of wisdom. Go to your parents. Your, your spouse, husband or wife, life group leader, pastor, elder, a godly friend that you have. Have conversations with people. Uh, glean all the wisdom that you can from others because believe it or not, you don't have all the wisdom there is. I found that out the hard way, so I'm just giving you some good advice here. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 10, 8 uh, says, The wise are glad to be instructed. If you had that great attitude to be instructed, then you'll glean so much wisdom. Uh, thirdly, talk to, if you want to get into business or you want to uh, get into investments, talk to some people who have already done that. Talk to some people who are in that area. They've done the hard work. They've taken the risks. They know what it's like. So talk to them about it and get some wisdom from them about it. But I'll ask you this question. If you want to get into business or you are getting into, into business or investing, ask yourself honestly this question. What is the purpose of my business or investments? What is the purpose of my business or investments? Is it to bless me or is it to bless God and others? I encourage you to really have a, a heart-to-heart with yourself about that one. I really encourage you to do and talk to God about it as well. All right, fourthly, talk to God himself. Of course, yes, talk to the Lord. Psalm 32.8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. God said that. I will guide you along the best pathway. I will advise you and watch over you. Wow, that's so cool. God, the creator of the universe, wants to help us, wants to advise us, wants to watch over us. That is so comforting. It so brings such a security. So honestly listening to the Lord, trying to separate out our selfish desires and being led by the Holy Spirit. This will transform our lives beyond what we could ever, ever 
ever imagine. If you haven't done this, try it. Try it. You won't be disappointed. All right, the second area I want to talk about this morning is spend wisely. Spend wisely. There's this TV program on at the moment, you might have seen it, called Eat Well for Less. Eat Well for Less. And there's two chefs that go into someone's house and they talk about how much money they're spending on groceries, on food, and how much they're spending on takeaways and all that sort of thing. And then uh, the, I don't know if it was a hidden camera or what it is, but they, they track people in a supermarket, the family, uh, buying groceries and things, and then they tally it up at the checkout, and it comes to this really high amount usually. And uh, then the two chefs, they, they meet with the people in the house, and they, they work out kind of healthy alternatives uh, and cheaper alternatives often to what they're buying at the moment, and they teach them how to cook simple, healthy meals um, so they don't have to spend so much money on takeaways. And the result is the families save hundreds of dollars every week. Some families $100, some families $200, some $300. And I saw one program where the family saved $400 a week. For those good at math, that's $20,000 a year. $20,000. Wow. Just by being wise with how you buy your food and what you do with that. So how do we spend wisely? Number one in this is very important. Be content. Be content. Philippians 4 verse 11 to 13 says, and I love these, this passage, not that I was, this is Paul the apostle writing this, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. Yes. We're not born with this um, contentment. And uh, parents, you know that. Your children are not born with contentment. But with God's help, we can develop it. We can learn. When I was 19, I was living in Auckland, and I had the opportunity to go to Faith Bible College in Tauranga. Uh, well, I applied, and they accepted me. And um, I didn't have the money, though, to go. And so that was a bit of a problem. Prayed really hard. And uh, two days before I was due to leave, I got the rest of the money that I needed. Had the full amount, $1,000 for six months of Bible college, for accommodation and food. I don't know what, how that translates today, but it kind of sounds probably cheap at the moment. But uh, it was a lot of money, $1,000. So uh, I took that check along and paid everything. So I knew I had a place to live and food to eat for the next six months. I had $10, $10 left in my bank account. That was it. I, I had a bag of clothes and a Bible, and that was all my worldly possessions. And, uh, and I went to Bible college, had an awesome, incredible time. God worked in my life, and I had breakthrough, and uh, just, just really stretched me. It was incredible. I was content. I, I didn't spend... Oh, so I had $10 at the beginning of Bible college. By the end of the Bible college, I still had the same $10. I 
I hadn't spent a cent through all that time. And I didn't miss it. I was content. It was great. Yeah. Mind you, I suppose it wasn't very many opportunities to buy things, but <laughs> besides that, I was content. Now, at 25 years of age, about, I trained as, as a teacher, and so I got my first teaching job. Yay. And I started earning real money. I thought, wow, this is amazing. This, uh, you know, I never earned so much money in my life before. So this, this money would started coming in, and uh, I, I had a ball. I, I just had so much fun with this money. I thought, wow, this is exciting. So, um, so I started giving money to the church. I started giving money to, to missions. I started giving money to the poor. I was having the time of my life. It was so cool. And uh, I, I saved up for a car. I was, I was saving for a house as well. Started that straight away. Saving up for a car. Built my, uh, built, <laughs> but bought my first car, a little blue Morris, Morris Mini. Little blue Morris Mini. Just ideal. I bought it off my sister, actually. So cost me a lot of money, though. Whew. Wasn't happy about that. At 29, I sold the car. Because I really wanted to buy a house. And I was saving up for a house, but didn't quite have enough for the deposit. So I, oh, I need to save some more. So sold the car, got rid of it, on the push bike, cycling everywhere, like I had done as a student many, you know, four years before. So I, even in this situation, I was content. I was content. It was great. Bible college had nothing. Now I had lots of things or lots of money, but I was content. It didn't seem to bother me. The Bible says to love God, not money. Make God number one in your life. Hebrews 13.5 says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Love money. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. Love God. All right, number two in this. Develop and use a budget and stick to it. Okay, budget, that, that word. <laughs> you might have heard it before. Uh, you might have done it or you may not have. But I just want to encourage you. Get a budget sorted out and, uh, and stick to it. Avoid some of the, the, the buy now, pay later schemes. They can be such a trap. They may seem all right on the surface to start with. Uh, it may, may go all right for a little while, but there, there can be a trap. Avoid credit cards if you can't discipline yourself to keep to the budget and pay it off each month. Instead, instead save up and buy what you need. Buy what you can afford. That's a great thing to live by. And another great principle to live by is this. Now listen to this carefully. When you're doing your budget, you know, writing it out or doing it on the computer in a spreadsheet, if you have this mindset, if you have this approach to start with, it is going to help you so much. And this is it. God first, others second, me third. God first, others second, me third. Now, of course, the world flips that right around, don't they? And they say, me first, me first. Oh, buy, the, buy, buy those new shoes, buy those new clothes. Hey, you need a car. Just go out and get a loan and buy a car. You need that. 
The world is saying to us, you need this, you need this. But you don't. You can be content without those things. You can be very happy without those things. Now, you may say to me, Simon, look, uh, of course I've got that order right. God first, others second, me third. Yeah, I mean, that's how I live. And that's great. When I ask you this question, are you sure? Have you had a heart-to-heart with yourself recently? Are you still... Are you still doing that? What's the evidence saying? What's your budget saying? I just want to challenge you with those thoughts. Have a heart-to-heart with yourself and with God. I really encourage you to lay down everything at the feet of Jesus. We sang that in one of the songs today. Lay everything down. Be ruthlessly honest with yourself and with God. Now, the, the best times in my life is when I've come to that point and I have been absolutely honest with God and myself. They are the times I've had breakthrough. They are the times I've made progress. It is so important for you and so important for the mission because God has called you and me to be part of such an incredible mission to be disciples of Jesus and to make disciples of Jesus. What a mission we have. Imagine a group of Jesus followers loving and caring for each other and pooling their resources to spread the life-changing message of new life in Jesus. And imagine us being such a group, a community of believers unified around the purpose of knowing Jesus and making him known. to such a confused and desperate world. I mean, that would change us. That would really change us and would change people around us. The third area I want to talk about uh, this morning is paying off debt. Paying off debt. I got my first debt when I was 30 years of age. So I wanted to buy this house and uh, so I made some inquiries and, and found, out, found a house that uh, was in my price range and I quite liked it. And I was into gardening and had a big backyard and so I could uh, have plenty of scope there to do some gardening. And uh, so I went off to the bank, as you do, because you need a loan to, to buy a house, even in those days you did. And so I rolled, rolled up to the bank. My bank, actually, by the way, just this is important little detail, uh, my bank for t- the last 10 years, so I had been really, really loyal to this bank for 10 years. So I rock up to the bank and uh, I see someone behind the counter and say, I, I would like to get a loan to buy a house. And they said, oh, okay, uh, I'll just go and get the bank manager and showed me to a little office. And, uh, and the bank manager came out and I thought, oh, this sounds pretty important. I'm getting the bank manager to come and talk to me about my loan. Oh, okay. Because I, I just thought, if you wanted to buy a house, you just go to the bank and they give you a loan. Simple. So, um, so I explained to the bank manager, look, I, you know, I've found this house that I'm really interested in. I like to get, I like to buy it. I like to get a loan uh, for the house. And he said, oh, that's interesting. Okay, where is it? And so he checked the details and things. And he started looking really concerned. He said, oh, 
I don't know about that house. I was getting a bit worried. I thought, what? Does this mean that he won't give me the money? I was getting really quite concerned. So he said, oh, I, I see that that street that the house is on is prone to flooding. And it was caught in the floods back in whatever it was. And I, I thought, whoops, I didn't check that out. I, don't, I didn't know it was prone to flooding. Mind you, that would explain the moss inside the garage and how, why the garage was so damp. Whoops. Uh, so I was getting a bit nervous. I was starting to sweat a bit. And, um, and then he said, oh, I, I, I'll need to go and do a credit rating. And I thought, you know, okay, so this is how green I was. I thought, what's a credit rating? I have no idea what a credit rating is. And uh, so I was really worried by this time. And, and look, I'm telling you a story so that you learn, you learn from my mistakes, all right? Okay? You can learn some things from this. So anyway, um, he comes back after a few minutes, and he said, uh, oh, Simon, uh, you don't seem to have a credit rating. And I was thinking, ooh, is that good or is it bad? I didn't know. I had no idea. And he said, you don't seem to be in the system. And then suddenly I clicked. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I've never taken anything out on higher purchase. I've never taken a loan to buy, buy anything. Uh, I've always paid cash whenever I bought something. I've saved up and paid cash. And he said, oh, oh, that would explain it then, why you're not on our system. And I said, yes. And, but I was still very worried because he looked worried. And I thought, oh, no, am I going to blow this? I'm not going to get the money. Now, the reason I was sweating, which I didn't tell you just before, the reason I was sweating was I'd actually put an offer out on this house. I said to the, to the real estate agent, oh, no sweat. I can get the money for this house. Not a problem. Look, I'll probably have it in two weeks' time. Tell the seller it's almost a done deal. Oh, my goodness. I suddenly realized, sitting in that chair in front of the bank manager, that it doesn't quite work like that. And many of you young people who are getting loans and stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So um, he looked concerned, but he said in the end, okay, we'll give you the loan. Phew, what a relief. What a relief. And uh, when I contacted the real estate agent, she was very relieved as well because she had realized that I hadn't got any pre-approval of the loan. That's a lesson for me. I hope you can take that on board as well. All right. So why try and get out of debt? Proverbs 22, verse 7. Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Lender, Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. We're at the mercy of the bank or lending agency when we take out a loan. Another reason to get out of debt is to be free of the burden of the loan and to have money to give and to be a blessing to others. You know, God wants us to be, his people to be free to serve and not, not you know, uh, financial servants to lenders. Now, a mortgage on a house or a business loan, they may, they may make very good sense. And some of you in business, you know more about it than I do. Uh, and if the assets are increasing in value or it's a, a low interest, 
um, low interest rates as it is at the moment, it may make really good sense to take out those, those loans. Obviously, if you want to get into a home, you've got to take a mortgage out. But what I want to focus on is not so much that, those things, but the high interest debt that we might have. Things like credit card debt, really high interest. And this makes me really, really annoyed. I just, you know, I won't go into that. But I just want to give you a few tips of how you might get out of these high interest loans. First of all, pray. Pray. Ask God for help. I've seen it many times before. People have prayed and God's answered that prayer. And someone's come along and offered them a low interest loan to pay off that high interest one. And they've been able to be you know, debt-free on that debt so much sooner. Proverbs 22.4 says, True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. Honor God, and he will honor you. Number two, keep to a strict budget. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's not easy. I know that. But, and it requires discipline, but it's going to make such a difference in your life. Number three, ask family or friends for an interest-free or low-interest loan. You don't, you don't know until you ask, do you? And there could be someone, a family member or a friend, who is just very happy to give you a loan because they, they can see that it's going to re- just free you up so much and uh, release you from that burden of that really high-interest loan. So ask. And, but if you do get one, make sure you pay it back as soon as possible. Honor the person who gave you the loan by working hard earning lots, as much as you can to pay that back and even before the time uh, that you agreed on. You know, true financial freedom is a matter of the heart. It really is a matter of the heart. And I really want you to see that this morning, that to be really financially free is not so much being, you know, having lots of money, but it's what is in your heart. And as we, as we close this morning, I want us to look at Romans chapter, two, no, ch- chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I love this passage. And so dear, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. This is Paul, the apostle of the uh, writing. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. Let God transform you. Let God transform your thinking. What we believe in our hearts, in our minds, what we really, really believe will show in our actions and our words. That's a principle. As a person thinks in their heart, so they are. So if we're going to make positive changes in in our financial situation or any area of our life, then we need to believe, really believe, that God has a better way for us. In fact, 
He has the best way for us, doesn't he? The very best way. So that's why we need to go and talk to him and ask him about it. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives is self-control. We need the Holy Spirit in us to give us the power to follow through with a plan or a budget. We need self-control to, re, to resist the temptation to spend unwisely, to kind of just fritter away that money. Now, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be immersed with the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives, leading us, directing us. And will you open up your life to him now? Will you open up the door of your heart and allow the life-giving presence of Jesus to fill you to overflowing? Every part of you, every room of your soul and every room of your mind, would you allow the Holy Spirit just to come in and flood your very being with his presence? Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.